there is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. Welcome back to the show. My name is Brent Terhune, joined by Gavin Eddings. What's up? And this is They're Coming to Get You. Yeah. Thanks for all the positive feedback. Please uh, leave a review and uh, nine stars if you can. Uh, <laughs> nine stars, not ten stars. If it go, goes up to ten, no. If you if you leave nine stars, we know you actually listen. Yeah. And you're like, they don't want they don't want to set expectations too high for any new listeners. Nine stars right yeah. now. I, we want you to be genuine. Don't just lie on our account, you know. <laughs> uh, but Gavin, this week we're tackling. Uh, uh, is this one of your favorite horror movies? I think it is. Yes, it's actually my favorite summer movie. When okay. I think summer movies, when it gets to be around July Fourth time, it's like you know what we should watch, Jaws. Jaws. Because it, it's like a real. It truly is like a real Fourth of July summer type movie because the mm-hmm. beaches are open. It's a great day for swimming. It's gonna be a great time here at uh, at Amity Island. Uh, and if you look in the background of uh, Amity, you can see the the house from Amityville Horror. <laughs> uh, I did say it. that with the uh, producer wife was watching, and I was like, that's that house? And she's like, really? I'm like, no. But it does look <laughs> like it, though. It could be. If you hear somebody yelling, get out, or talking about flies, <laughs> like, oh, there's that family that's got the haunted house. I do love uh, We could ha- the, they're in the same universe, and we could have whatever thing was in the Amityville Horror possess the shark. That'd be a movie I'd watch. That would be... I, I know that Jaws is one of these beloved films that should never be remade or done again. Mm-hmm. However, if you bring in the Amityville ghost, I think, yeah. there's a, I think there's enough differences there that they could be like, okay, it can't be worse than 3D. It can't be worse than The Revenge. Mm-hmm. So let's let's uh, let's possess this shark with a ghost. Well, and I, th- I think they announced, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Amityville in space. They did. They did announce Amityville in space not that long ago. I did not watch the trailer for it. Those I, movies, yeah. those movies, I've never particularly enjoyed. I tried watching the original, and it's just—it's like boring Exorcist. It's just like a more boring version of The Exorcist. Yeah, and but I do. I so I hope there's an Amityville crossover with Jaws, and the voice of the shark is Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the Ryan Reynolds remake because it's just so brutal, and it was re- before Ryan Reynolds really got like big in roles so yeah. so he could still do like a low budget amityville horror remake but I, mm-hmm. I, I i like that one and i'm off for when that man takes his shirt off mm, he when he takes his shirt off to kill his family i was like mm, <laughs> it almost it, made Daddy. up for the murder be, he'd be like oh he's about to be single <laughs> and no like, kids like if he had his shirt on i'd be like this is disgusting <laughs> this is tragic <laughs> But he took a shirt off. I'm like, oh, that's not so bad. Good for him. But on this episode, obviously, we're watching Jaws. Uh, yes. 
not this is not a movie that i like i like jaws and this is a i think a very good movie but it's not like a go-to for me really yeah Mm -mm. love jaws what is a summer movie for you then if it's not jaws it doesn't have to be necessarily horror but what's like a, a summer movie for you uh jurassic park Okay. And that's and that's not like a that doesn't it doesn't have like a summer feel. It's set in the tropical setting, but I just remember seeing that in the theater. And you know, we'll we'll talk about this. The the Jaws kind of set up the big blockbuster type yeah. aspect of stuff. So I, I would say probably Jurassic Park. Um, I'd, uh, even Space Jam. I I don't even know if that came out <laughs> during the. But I just in my head, I, I don't I don't know if it came out during the summer. But in my head, like that has a summer feel to me, even okay. though it has nothing to do with the summer. See, the the two summer movies I think of are Jaws and The Sandlot. I think of Sandlot a lot. Yeah, Sandlot is great too. And Sandlot could be considered a children's horror movie if you think about it, because that true. dog that dog is terrifying. Um, for and James Earl Jones and James Earl Jones, a blind James Earl Jones, he'll just be swinging. He he'll be swinging anywhere, shooting anywhere. Making all that racket. <laughs> uh. But uh, I do like Jaws a whole bunch, and yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. And even before I got like really into horror, my mom liked Jaws. So Jaws has been a part of my life for a very long time. Like anytime it'd be on USA, my mom would like put it on she'd be like oh it's it's jaws time yeah and i was like okay mom we're watching it again so for a long time i i watched it like i watched a lot of movies just one part here one part there but then as i got older i did eventually sit down and watch it all the way through and i was like this is a masterpiece of a movie one of steven spielberg's earliest movies and just the the, the greatness that that was him come through in this so many shots in this film are now used in every movie and love me some Jaws. Uh, yeah, this is one of those where you've you've kind of seen some of the movie without actually seeing the movie, mm -hmm. with it being parodied. And you've, I guarantee, if you've ever been swimming more than once, you've been in some body of water, whether it be a pool or a, a lake or whatever, and you just somebody will start dun dun dun, dun like that's just and you know what it is. It, it's one of the most. Yeah. It's one of the most recognizable pieces of music ever created, and it's just like no, nah, no, nah. you don't have nah, to do. Nah. You, yeah, you do that twice, people know it's the Jaws theme. Yeah, and you you can be prepared that something's coming to get you. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite part of Jaws is when the shark goes, "They're coming to get you," <laughs> and uh, I was like, "What? Which version is this?" Night of the Living Dead when the zombies are. Like, rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this uh, movie released 1975 uh, with a runtime of 124 minutes. Budget was $9 million in the box office, Gavin. Get this, 472 kajillion dollars. A kajillion dollars? So it made yeah, its they, money they back. They made up a new number. They made the that, movie. like, this movie is making too much money. <laughs> we got uh, to direct, stop. Directed by Steven Spielberg, written by uh, Peter Benchley, who also wrote the novel. Uh, and then uh, taken over later, the primary writing by Carl uh, Gottlieb. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but this movie comes out in 75. The novel comes out in 1974. And they, they actually bought the rights to the to the book, I think, in like 73. But the book didn't come out till 74 because I was like, well, that's a quick turnaround of. Yeah. The, the And we'll talk about that later in the in the in the, in the our discussion. But uh 
Yeah, just an overall. It's got an atmosphere to them. And uh, what are what are the Fourth of July movies? Is is uh, there's this. What's uh, is it Independence Day? Is that a Fourth of July movie? Fourth of July, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. You've and never that, seen Independence Day. Dude, you're the, every person that I've when I say I've never seen Independence Day, they're like, you've never I, seen Independence Day. Yeah. I would, I would love if you said I've never seen Independence Day, but I saw the sequel and I loved it, and we'd be like, <laughs> what? Why? Yeah, then, Indep- yeah, Independence Day is definitely. It's weird though because I don't consider that a summer movie. It's like a Fourth mm-hmm. of July movie, and Fourth of July is in summer, but it's it's like a weird disconnect. But I do enjoy Independence Day. Welcome to Earth. So if, if somebody <laughs> says Welcome to Earth, you have no idea what they're talking about. Apparently, I know what you did last summer is a Fourth of July movie. I just googled Fourth of July movies. I think there's also one that is a. I think there's also a horror movie that's like Uncle Sam, or like some Uncle Sam related horror movie. Was he hunting immigrants? <laughs> Probably yes. <laughs> let me see, Uncle Sam horror movie. It's called. Let me see. Oh, it's just called. It's it's just called Uncle Sam. It came out in 1996. It's okay, got, and what's the plot of it does it say he's coming uh, to get tax money and immigrants it is dead desert storm vet who was killed in combat rises from the grave on july 4th to kill the unpatriotic citizens of his hometown <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so it's like you're, you're not setting off enough moon rockets <laughs> i not think that's enough dogs i think we just set our first film for season two gavin <laughs> uncle, uncle sam. sam yeah there we go i've never even heard of that till just now the yeah movie. it came out in 1996 which means that they were just going for it in the in the mid 90s <laughs> uh well let's what, what do you think about jaws i don't know where you want to start but what pops it's, out to you when you think of jaws it's hard to know where to start with jaws because it's so classic to me and mm-hmm. just the atmosphere of the movie, the beaches. I love that the real villain of Jaws is not the shark. The shark Mm -hmm. just doing shark shit, not bothering anybody. The real villain of this movie is the mayor. Mm -hmm. The mayor is the real villain who's like, it's a beautiful day. The beaches are open. It's like a child was murdered. Yeah. A, A woman got killed. You could have prevented a murder, but it's like, no, we need these tax dollars. It's like what? We got to sell fudge and, and saltwater taffy and airbrush t-shirts. <laughs> You've ever been to Myrtle beach? Just people need to go to Ripley's believe it or not. Gavin, <laughs> they need to see the world's largest donut. If people don't see the world's <laughs> largest donut, this town will go under. We will not make it through the winter without these tour dollars. We'll have to shutter the hot sauce store. <laughs> so Jaws is a movie that has one of the best openings ever. I, I don't know if we talked about it on your field trip episode about the best openings in cinema. I think we did, yeah. Yeah, the movie starts out real hot. You see two people on a beach making out. They're like, let's go skinny dipping. Mm-hmm. And it, from the from the jump, the guy gets drunk, doesn't follow her out. Girl swims out, gets eaten by a shark. That is how the movie opens. When you open a movie with a shark attack, that is a way to grab attention. Grab her and the attention. <laughs> grab of people. her and the attention. And yet, we talked about this on Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode. This is a PG movie, correct? Yes. Yeah, so this is rated PG. This movie has a lot for a PG movie. It has mm-hmm. some. Uh, it had imp- some little bit of side titty. <laughs> little bit of, like because I watched at the beginning. Yeah, and I knew it was a PG side, movie. A little bit of side nipple back when uh, parental guidance uh, stood, stood for uh, show me a titty. I don't know. Uh, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, there's a little bit of nudity from it, and then mm-hmm. she gets eaten, uh, kills the boner immediately. You're one mm-hmm. second you're seeing some side boob, the next she's being eaten by a shark, and you're like, "Well, did he leave the titties alone?" Yeah. And the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, it's just a just the thought of they go to they're gonna go skinny dip, and then she's just gone. Yeah, like she gone. Like it's like a true crime thing where you're like, you're never gonna find this body. Because she's just in a shark now. Now, my question to you, and this is a very personal question. If you have to be eaten by a shark, would you want to be naked or wearing something? Hmm. I guess wearing something. Yeah, I know it's not going to matter, but it feels so much more vulnerable if you're naked. Everything feels more vulnerable (laughs) if you're naked. (laughs) Have you heard that thing online where it says... uh, being naked with shoes feels more naked than being naked. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we're or like so I like in the morning I get up and I charge my headphones next to my bed and like if I don't put them on immediately, I will forget them for the rest of the day. <laughs> so there've been times where I just go straight to the bathroom wearing these headphones around my neck and, but in the nude. So I'm just a guy. <laughs> I'm just a guy wearing it. <laughs> you're just like you're you're just a guy hanging dong, ready for some tunes. That's yep. That, <laughs> and it's not even music; it's a podcast. It's probably a lame podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so she just the idea of being vulnerable, being eaten by a shark naked. Like I know it's not gonna matter. It's not like your jorts are gonna like prevent the tooth. From going through, but it's just like I don't want to see my dick be eaten. I like, wanted to get yeah, just do whatever you want to my body, but don't touch my genitals. <laughs> like, and Jaws is like, I will chew around them. And I was like, Why are you? What? Why are you Wakandan, Jaws? I don't know why. Get, why get in my Jaws. <laughs> but so that's where the whole movie starts. Is we we got a shark attack, and they mm-hmm. the mayor's like, Nah, it's a boat. It's a boating accident. Yeah. She, she got caught in the rudders. Propeller, yeah. But nobody cares. No, nobody's looking for like a boat murderer. Nobody's like, well, it's no. like somebody going around killing people with boats, and they're like, no, just there's no crime here. There's there's no mm-hmm. crime. So Chief Brody is the only one in this entire film who's like, there's a shark. We should probably like close the beaches. And the mayor's like, we need that taffy money. <laughs> we, yeah, we cannot do this. On there. So they don't close the beaches. They don't close them. Then they have a big day and then another child gets eaten by the shark. Mm-hmm. And at that and during that whole scene, you're watching from the, the beach as like everybody's playing, having a good time. They think there's a shark in like another pool. It's just some kids being assholes. They're mm-hmm. they're dread dressed up like the shark. But then a uh, a boy gets eaten. And it is the scene where he's like thrashing about and people are running and they, they have that reverse zoom shot the the vertigo zoom shot. Yeah. That was the first time that was ever used in a movie was that shot. I believe that they kind of use that similar thing in Halloween four. When uh, Loomis sees uh, Michael in that diner gas station type thing. They use that shot in a lot of things now. Uh, It's just a shot that everybody does, but it was really made popular and I think originated in, in Jaws just mm-hmm. zooming in while pulling back so it gives that weird sense of like distortion and yeah. it really that 
really gave weight to the scene of like, oh no, we are out here. We should have closed the beaches, mm-hmm. and now the Alex Kinter boy is getting eaten by a shark. Yeah, he, and that like you just see some red in the water. That's the other thing about this movie, and and we get we could say it now, but like you, there's the shark is there, but it's barely there. Like yeah, that's the thing that is great about this movie is you. Like if it's Jaws, so we all you and nobody goes into this movie not knowing what a shark looks like, you know. Yeah. So that's you don't have to show it. We all know it's there. And one of the things I read was I think Spielberg uh, was saying like, don't use reds in the movie. The only red I want is in the water. And it really, if there's no red, then you see it and you're like, oh. There's no mistaking what red in the water is, you know? Yeah, and originally, this is a very famous story that most people know. And if you don't, you're about to get learned. Um, They wanted to show the shark a lot more. The the shark was in this movie a ton more, but it kept malfunctioning. Mm -hmm. So they had to shoot around it and kind of creative with the shots. And that, honestly makes jaws a lot better by not seeing the creature constantly because when you see it over and over and over again mm-hmm. you become desensitized it's not as shocking when you see it. you're like oh there's that shark again he's mm-hmm. back to chomp on some people so by having it be shot in with the with, with the view obscured of the shark and just showing the reactions of uh the the kinter boy getting eaten and seeing like his float kind of mm-hmm. like sitting there with like the reds on it that all popped and tore up. That's more effective than like seeing the shark like just chomping on him because your imagination, it's very cheesy and it's something that that horror has done for a long time is that the less you see, the more your mind will fill in and what your mind fills in is so much worse than than what they could actually show you. Well, that's that's that Texas Chainsaw Massacre you're like, oh, there's blood, and there's not a lot of blood in that movie, you know, or Halloween for that matter. Mm-hmm. And they there. do, and they do get a little bit later in the movie where you do see the shark more, and there is a very gruesome death that we'll get to, but for the most part, you don't see the shark, but the threat of the shark is always looming. Mm-hmm. When there is like water, you're like, the shark could be in this bathtub. I believe it is here. <laughs> Dun-dun. Uh, well, and uh. Even Spielberg said, like not being able to see the shark, he said it went. The film went from a Japanese Saturday mountain matinee horror flick to more of a Hitchcock. The less you see, the more you get thriller. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely like Hitchcock's whole thing was like, we'll show you the the bomb under the table, and now we'll just go about until the bomb explodes. Now you know, you know the bomb's there, but now let's build the suspense. We know the shark is in the water, so let's just build the suspense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And actually, um, I got to meet uh, Je- Jeffrey Voorhees, who played Alex Kinder. I got to meet him at a horror con um, a few years ago, and he was very nice. He A Voorhees boy that died in the water <laughs> while those two young counselors were making love? And when I met him today was his birthday. <laughs> uh, but um, 
So I met Jeffrey Voorhees and he talked about it. it was like he he was local to the area that they were shooting. He had never really acted before, but he auditioned and he got the part. And he talked about him and the other kids who were in the film. They would actually go where in the warehouse where the shark was kept and they'd like play on the shark and like jump on the shark. And I was like, are you the reason it didn't work? Like, are you, the, are you somehow uh, somehow responsible for it not working? He's like, it could be us. Um, it was us, but but he was well, like, but he was super nice. Something about uh, having a mechanical thing in the water doesn't seem like you know. Well, there's shooting at the sea had many delays. So here I found and made kind of a list of all the shit that went wrong with this movie, <laughs> including the shark, like unwanted sailboats drifting into the frame, uh, cameras getting wet, just having a mechanical in 1975, just having a camera on the water. What could go wrong, you know? I Even like, like we're we're dropping our phones in the toilet in 2022, you know? <laughs> and like, we're digging them out. We're putting them in rice. Think it's going to do something. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of just sailboats just just sailing in the stream. Just, yeah. just get into frame like, get out of here, Jim. No, we're, yeah. we're trying to do something here. Just a guy in the background like, I'm, I'm going to drift in there. <laughs> Uh, the the orca the boat was once uh, uh, it began to sink with the actors on board, <laughs> like your whole set. Your set's just going in the water. Uh, the prop sharks frequently malfunction, uh, owing a series of problems, including bad weather, pneumatic hoses taking on salt water, frames fracture, fracturing due to water resistance, corroding skin. From the first uh, water test onward, the non-absorbent, quote, neoprene foam made up the shark skin, soaked up liquid, causing the sharks to balloon. And the sea, uh, sea sled model frequently just getting engaged in seaweed. Uh, Spielberg later calculated that during the 12-hour daily work schedule, on average, they only shot about four hours of film or spent four hours filming. Uh, Spielberg said we we would ha shoot five scenes in a good day, three in an average day, and none in a bad day. <laughs> I like this. I, I really like the image of just the shark going in the water and immediately ballooning up like SpongeBob. Just, yeah. just taking ah! a <laughs> <laughs> I would watch a recut of Jaws using the fat shark. Just, yeah. oh no, oh lord, he coming. Uh, yeah, it's ha like he's too he's too fat due due to him being like an overeating shark. <laughs> just, I'm going to get you. <laughs> it, now the movie's called Chonks. It's uh, chonks. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, jowls. <laughs> <laughs> the tagline. Oh lord, don't go in the water. He coming to get I, you. I gotta have some more taffy. <laughs> I love your fat shark voice. <laughs> uh, Gottlieb, remember the writer, I don't know how, how to say his name, but was nearly decapitated on the boat's propellers. So he might have been that lady at the, the beginning of the movie. <laughs> was it actually a boat propeller or was it an actual shark? And they're like, no, yeah. it's a boat. Yeah, the mayor was dead set that it was boat propellers. <laughs> uh, Richard, Dreyfus, <laughs> Richard Dreyfus was almost imprisoned in the steel shark cage. The actors were frequently seasick. Uh, Shaw, who was Quint, mm -hmm. also fled to Canada whenever he could due to tax problems, engaged in binge drinking, and developed a grudge against Dreyfus, whose movie uh, Duddy Kravitz uh, was doing really well. Mm -hmm. So just all those things. You're sick. 
the your sunburnt, the wind's blowing, all the shit's sinking. Your one guy's drunk and also doesn't like the other guy because he's doing too well. <laughs> all that stuff. Everything about uh, Robert Shaw, who plays Quint, is just what an asshole. Like, I have never heard anything <laughs> positive come out about Robert Shaw making Jaws, except, like, he didn't like Richard Dreyfus. He was always drunk. It was mm-hmm. just, like, a bitter, bitter asshole the whole time. Can you imagine, like, I th- I think that this is my favorite character in the movie, Quint. I love his performance. And he w- apparently was drunk for a lot of it. Like, could you imagine how good it would have been if he was sober or if how bad it would have been. Like maybe you're supposed to go the other way with it. Yeah, but no, he was, uh, he gives a great performance and Quint is one of, is, is really, (laughs) he plays so well in the trio because he's seen it all. He's done it all. You've got, Hooper, who's like the academic, he's wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, he wants to say the animal, and Quint's like, I will boil these shark jaws and just like hang them up. So It is really that Hooper versus Quint is Hooper's that the high-tech science college boy, and and Quint even says, uh, uh, what does he say? You've got like, you've got money changing hands or something where it's like, you've never done work. The only work you've done is touching money. Yeah. And then Quint, Quint is just that instinct, hard work. Like this guy, this guy's never measured anything in his life. He's just a guy that just kind of knows how to like cut, cut what length to cut a board or Mm -hmm. whatever. It's all purely instinct. And I think like there's a happy medium between these two characters. Yes. And I think the happy medium is Chief Brody. Because he's like, he knows what needs to be done, but he's also like, listen to science. We need you to Mm -hmm. listen to science. And Quint's introduction of him scratching the chalkboard and being like, here's how much I'll charge. I'll catch it for you. $10,000 or what? It doesn't say 10 grand. I think it's like 10 grand. He's like, I'll catch it for He's like, well, that's too much. He's like, I'll catch it for five, but I'll kill it for 10 or somewhere. I'm I'm not sure the figures. And they're like, that's too much. Can we pay you an exposure? And he's like, (laughs) And he's like, no. And then he goes away. And then they let the local, the local yokels go out there and try to hunt the shark. And it's just like, it's like that scene in Dawn of the Dead where they're all like, we're going hunting. They're all Mm -hmm. get on their boats being super unsafe. And they do catch a shark, but it's the wrong shark. And one of them, one of my favorite, just unintentionally funny lines is when they have the tiger shark hanging up in the on the dock and hooper's like oh it's a tiger shark and the one guy's like oh what (laughs) yeah yeah and it's also like and and like because i love the fact that this movie showcases that rednecks are everywhere (laughs) these are water rednecks like like massachusetts uh new england rednecks like that like like if it wasn't a shark it they could have been like that guy uh, raped a woman and they'd be like let's go get him like <laughs> but on boats you know yeah. like it's yeah. so close they yeah. to being that yeah lynch mobs are universal whether, yeah, they're whether you're hunting uh, a sexual predator uh the the beast <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the beast up there in the hills or a shark they are everywhere and then the idea that 
they're like, well, and Hooper, without skipping a beat during that scene, is like, well, we got to cut it open to figure it, to make sure, because their digestive system is very low. And they're like, we can't cut the shark open and let the boy spill out all over the dock. <laughs> and Hooper, they're like, okay, okay. And then you have the boy's family come directly from the funeral, I guess, to the docks to see this, still from in, the, in their funeral attire, to smack Chief Brody and be like, you knew there was a shock and you didn't close it down. It's like, the mayor is right there. Slap yeah. him in his anchor blazer and tell him to close these beaches. Also, you weren't watching your kid in the water. That's not an, like, even if you were and weren't watching, the, the beach should have been shut down. But it's also like, you're like, she's like, where did he go? Well, if my kid is in the water, I'm just going to be watching from the beach. Yeah. Because, like, it's in a second, that kid could just disappear in the water, be it a shark or just drowning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you got to watch your kids. And I've, I have I made a joke about that one time on Facebook, and somebody was like, well, you don't have kids, so you don't know how hard it is to keep an eye on them. It's like. I'm sure it's very hard. It's very hard. <laughs> That's why you got to be good at it. You got to get good. Yeah. You got to get good, noob. Like, what do you want? Uh, and also when the guy was like, what is, he says, tiger shark. And he's like, Oh, what? Also part of that is that thing where we're like, he's, he's almost like in, in like redneck terms. He's like, what are you gay for knowing the type of shark that is? <laughs> yeah. Like you're the one that went fishing to catch the shark, but I'm somehow uh, like overeducated because I know what the name of the shark is. Yeah. Like, How dare you know yeah. the shark's name? What the, the other part about about that scene that's always it has nothing to do with anything, but that boy's family looks so old. Like how yeah. was how geriatric was your pregnancy? We tried for years to get that boy, <laughs> and we were blessed, and he was taken away, sheriff. We were blessed in our late forties, finally. <laughs> and then then it was gone. Then it was yeah, gone. just. What what not great beach attire is just the black you wore to your kid's funeral. Like nobody's wearing any sort of fun bikinis or anything. It's just like the most eighteen nineties swimsuits, <laughs> like just a man in a striped bathing suit. <laughs> with the with that hat, the top hat. That's like, a bad hat, a Harry. Hat, like a straw. Like <laughs> there's just an there's just the, the oldest man ever cast in a movie la like putting lotion on himself. And it's yeah. like, this is a very specific person that you're filming right now, Spielberg. Yeah, you got a, you got a leather boy over here. Like, he's just <laughs> straight leather. A leather boy. I, I do like that the, and there's later in the movie when, like, it's everybody's kind of finicky about going in the water. And the mayor is just like, what are you doing? Get in the water. Like, it's it's almost intimidation from the mayor. <laughs> Go! Get in the water. Get, have fun. Go have fun. It's like, no. And I just wrote in my notes, I'm like, dude, you're in a full suit on the beach. <laughs> like, if anybody's not getting in the water, it's you, that's guy his, in a suit. That's his swimming suit. That's his actual suit. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be mayoral in the water. <laughs> He's like, I might have to talk to a voter out here while I'm, <laughs> while I'm belly flopping. Uh, vote Quimby. <laughs> Just uh, floating by. <laughs> oh no, Mayor Quimby's here too. <laughs> so they um, so they do yeah. eventually open up the, the the shark, and there and you get a there's so many iconic lines in this 
that were never meant to be iconic lines. When they're digging through the shark, he's like, must have swam up through the Gulf Stream. And just, like, throwing that. Like, that was referencing, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer a few years, Mm -hmm. uh, many, many years later. But just him digging through the tiger shark and, like, license, digging the license plate down and be like, well, there's no boy in here. So, like, shark's still out there. Trying to figure out, like, the diameter of the bite. And that's when they finally, after there's been enough murders in this in, in this town, that, okay, maybe, because, yeah, because the Kincaid boy gets killed, and then they kill another guy whose, like, leg floats to the bottom, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and this has some gore. And again, PG, just a, just a leg yeah. floating. Yeah, for pretty gory. There we go. <laughs> and, uh, and that's uh, that when you're, uh, like, it's on TV, and uh, when you said, like, your mom showed it to you all the time, like... And it, I think you said before, your mom's not a horror movie fan, right? She's not a huge horror fan, but she would like, yeah. there There are certain ones that she really liked. She was a big Godzilla fan and she was okay. like, she really liked Jaws. And this is that movie where like you, if somebody said, this is not necessarily a horror movie, but like an action movie, I could say, okay. But I'm, I'm like, this is a, this is definitely a horror movie, mm-hmm. but it's also one or like if you just saw like a you'd see a dad with a Jaws shirt on, but if you saw like a Halloween shirt, that guy's a little bit creepy. Yeah, he's a little you don't know. But if Jaws, you're like, oh yeah, everybody likes Jaws. Like I got a Jaws tank top at Target. They don't mm-hmm. sell like Halloween shirts at Target. They they don't yeah. do it because Jaws is like a classy movie. Halloween is mm-hmm. just that horror trash even yeah. though even though you can even though you can buy a slipknot shirt at target now which i think is just, <laughs> just, just the funniest shit ever <laughs> uh but yeah this is like one of those movies where it's like it's so accessible to so many people and they're almost they're tricked into watching horror mm-hmm. because everybody says you like you gotta watch jaws you haven't seen jaws you gotta watch jaws and then mm-hmm. they watch it and they're like this is really scary if you're yeah. if you live near like we live in indiana we, we don't live near like bodies of water we have indiana beach gavin <laughs> i have the ohio there's... river down here <laughs> i got the ohio river and i've been on it and still even though i know that there's nothing like what's in here uh yeah well it's something brushed against my foot yeah it could be nothing it could be something or it could be a shark could be most likely it must have swam up the gulf up to <laughs> ohio it must have somehow Got on land, walked across, and got in. Uh, <laughs> got in this lake at my summer camp. I don't know how it did it, but it. But yeah. listen, if Jason Voorhees can leave Crystal Lake and make it on a boat to Manhattan, mm-hmm. anything is possible through Christ. Jaws takes Manhattan. <laughs> I'd watch that. I would. But so they finally hire Quint to actually hunt this shark, and it's during this scene where you where you finally get us what the shark actually looks like. Because mm-hmm. you have, like, there, there's chum in the water, just chumming in that water. And then suddenly mm-hmm. it just pops up, and you're like, oh, that's a shark. And it's almost, you almost have to adjust your eyes. You're like, is that a, oh, that was a shark. Because it happens so quick, and it does not linger. That yeah. It, it, it's a, and back in the day, you saw the movie. You didn't pause it. You, you, you were in the theater, and you saw it, and then you didn't see it again. You seen it, and then it goes away forever. Yeah. Yes. It's all the faces in the exorcist. Yeah, exactly. Like you're almost like, did I see that? Did you see that? Mm-hmm. And then we get the line, you're going to need a bigger boat, which I sometimes mispronounce as well as saying we're going to need a bigger boat, but it actually is. You're going to need a bigger boat. 
Yeah, I, I'll, sometimes I'll say, you're going to need a bigger boat or Luke, I am your father. I get those two mixed up mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, with like, I'm ch- like, this is like two different movies almost. Because until they get on the Orca... It's it's almost a different movie, don't you think? Yeah, it, yeah there is a, a very distinct split where mm-hmm. before it's more small town mass hysteria. They're sling in the water. People are getting killed. But then on, in the back half, it's almost like a hunting movie where they're actually yeah. actually going out and hunting. They're bonding on the boat. It feels more like like a. I don't like a pirate movie or like a like a boat movie. Well, Quinn is definitely like singing pirate things mm-hmm. and like uh, just uh, it's almost like if he's he's he drank the beer in front of the guy but if he could have just been taking a swig out of a bottle without labels on it you know like just being <laughs> a, a pirate yeah um, like at one point he says and that and today's the day you almost caught captain jack sparrow <laughs> <laughs> savvy mate <laughs> uh and I I did read that the, the, the writer, the guy who wrote the novel, like he got the idea and I don't remember the guy's name, but like Quint is based on that guy in Captain Ahab of like a real shark hunter. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, Spielberg was like, I want the first two parts of the movie to be kind of my own creation or somebody else's original creation. But the back half, we want that shark hunting stuff from the book. Yeah. And that's where you hear, a, and that's where you get a lot of Quint's backstory. They're they're bonding over their scar stories, uh, like mm-hmm. how they got. Want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> my father was a shark and a drunk. <laughs> One night he goes to my mother. Why so serious? <laughs> but I give you the salt water tapping. <laughs> We're gonna keep the tourism going. She- she ate all the taffy. <laughs> she had to pay. They're, they're, they're sharing their scar stories, and then it gets real so fast when it turns out Quint is on the USS Indianapolis, which is mm-hmm. a very real tragedy that happened where a boat got shot. The sailors, who were all there, were floated to the top and then were picked off by sharks over the course of like three days. Um, I listened to a last podcast on the left episode about it, and it was so much more horrific than just sharks eating people. People mm-hmm. went crazy. They started like raping each other and just doing what? Yes, it was crazy. They they just there were no rules. They thought they were gonna die, so they started like sexually abusing each other. And it was it's like Outback Steakhouse in the water. <laughs> <laughs> no rules. <laughs> When you're on a when you're at an outback steakhouse, it says there's no rules in these international waters. <laughs> Sir, please put your shirt on. I'll I'll direct you to the sign, miss. It says no rules. It says no rules here at this outback steakhouse. All I want <laughs> is my baby back ribs, and I need to eat it shirtless. Uh, shirtless. I'm a real messy baby, and I feel like getting sauce on my nips. I got this Jaws tank top from Target. <laughs> my Slipknot shirt's dirty, so I can't wear that. <laughs> But yeah, so that is yeah. If you if you've never looked up the U.S. Indianapolis and just how bad it actually was, it was so much worse. I, I, I'm pretty sure the the sharks were like, "What are they doing? We're not." I'm even- a monster, <laughs> and you are ridiculous. What are you? You're humans. You're better than us. 
Yeah. We have very small brains and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. The devil's eyes. eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I rewatched that monologue because I I watched the movie. I usually, when we record these episodes, uh, I try to like day of watch the movie, Mm -hmm. but I didn't get a chance to. So I watched it a few days ago, but I went back and rewatched this USS Indianapolis monologue. Because every like from the first time I've seen this movie to the most recent time, every time I'm like, man, this like monologue, it you, you could just isolate this and that like if that was just it, you'd still be like, man, I need to see Jaws, even if the rest of the movie didn't exist. Yeah. You know, the the way that that's portrayed, the character, the story, the intensity is just ridiculous. Yeah, just imagine how many people have gone out to Hollywood and been like, what's your monologue? It's the USS yeah. Indianapolis from Jaws. Like, no, this yeah. is for a Disney Channel original movie. Please don't do that. Uh, yeah, like this is definitely I and you and I on on the field trip have talked about like opening scenes of movies, mm-hmm. but like there's this monologue and and then like Doctor Loomis's monologue from the original Halloween of like the darkest eyes, the devils, like. Mm-hmm. Just some of those where it's like my frequent YouTube searches are just those types of scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those are the ones that really stick out. And mm-hmm. just uh, that monologue is so good. And Robert Shaw may have been a complete asshole to everybody. But man, and if he did that monologue drunk, like good on him. Like don't let him drive, but let him do monologues. Well, I did read uh, that he did it drunk and then was ashamed of his portrayal. So he asked Spielberg to do it again. And he nailed it. And I, I think this was a much longer scene, like 10 page monologue. And it, it was like, I can't memorize 10 pages of shit. You know, <laughs> I've done I've done um, theater before and I had to do like a page and like maybe not even like maybe a page monologue. And that mm-hmm. was tough. And trying to do like 10 pages of shit like. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you almost like. Sometimes brevity is your friend, yeah. you know, with like, uh, and then, so I guess he nailed it and he was a playwright in his, in his own right. Mm-hmm. So like he kind of punched it up and, and made it his own, but man, like, and, and it goes from like them singing like shanty songs or whatever to just flips it 180. He, it's almost like if you're talking to a stranger and then somehow they get, serious or emotional and you're like how did i get in this moment oh yeah you meet somebody that's like revealing too much about themselves and you're like i was i didn't sign up for this well you you probably get that quite a bit i I know i've gotten before like after a stand-up set and people are like you were so so funny that that joke about your dad it really it was really really funny my dad recently died he uh battled leukemia for like three years it was really sad that he went but you know and you're like, I didn't. Did you like my joke? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know how to. Re- I'm sorry, but I don't know how to react to that. Like I don't know what what I can say to make it better because I can't. Yeah. You know. So Quint is definitely that guy who brings the party all the way down. He's like, you guys having fun? You guys playing beer pong? I was in the waters. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the war. But also, he's the party starter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he starts his own party, then ruins it. Like, what? Yeah. I don't know if I want to go to your parties, Quint. Uh, it is weird. Like, he's just, like, eating stuff out of his pockets and, like, <laughs> hey. drinking beer. Hey, we like, can't the, judge I... a man eating out of his pockets. Like, sometimes you got that pocket nugget and you're you got like. that pocket jerky or whatever. <laughs> 
yeah, just I I I think the best part of this movie is Quint. Yes. I I think Quint is great, but for for me, I love Hooper. I I mm-hmm. I, I think Hooper is very very fun. He's a very fun mm-hmm. nerdy character. Got to meet Richard Dreyfuss the same day I met uh, Jeffrey Voorhees. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss is very nice, very funny, very cordial in person, and he he really makes this movie real. He's so funny and plays his role so well. And I feel bad because everybody recommends us. Uh, like Ste- Stephanie will recommend things like What About Bob and other movies he's done, or like mm-hmm. the talented Mr. Ripley. I think he's in or teaching Mrs. Tingle. One of those teaching movies are, are mm-hmm. Mr. Holland's opus. He's in some sort of musical teacher slash something movie. Uh, yeah. And I haven't seen them. And she's like, he's such a good actor. And I was like, but he was really good in Jaws. That counts. Yeah. That, that, that counts. But movie ends up where the, they are shooting the shark with, with harpoons, trying to get barrels attached to him so that he couldn't get under as a child. I had no idea what they were doing. I was like, why mm-hmm. don't I like shoot him with a gun? Why are we harpooning him? So he, well, they, they did. Yeah. And it didn't. <laughs> and so they, 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 were, they were trying to put the barrels on him so that he couldn't like dip down and, and submerge and go down there. Um, what a, what a great way. Like I've no, I've no semen, uh, <laughs> Gavin, but I'm like, oh, that's pretty smart to do that. I wonder if they actually do that currently in real life. If that's still their technique. Maybe he's like no one that can handle three barrels. And then our shark's like, give me four. And we're like, four. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the guy at the gym that's like, put another plate on. More weight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw him eating creatine. Uh, and yeah. then just doing that pre workout. Hard reps. <laughs> but then, so you have that. And then the, the shark just. I guess what does does he headbutt the boat or he, that's where like you get that animals taking revenge. He's fed up mm-hmm. and he starts like, so it goes from that monologue to the fun, like sea shanty things. And then the boat just starts breaking. Yeah. Cause the shark is like pulling the widgets out and like the, the gizmos that that's all tied up. And yeah. then the, the boat starts sinking. And that's when our boy comes land, uh, comes on land and eats our boy Quint in a super, yeah. in a super violent, very graphic death for a <laughs> PG movie. Again, I made the show in the last one PG, the same rating as this upcoming week's Minions movie, The Rise of Gru. <laughs> yeah. You can either show your kids Gru and Despicable Me or Jaws, and they have the mm-hmm. same rating. Yeah, and I uh, that was a, the, where I I rewound the movie to watch that part again. Just the just him getting eaten, dude, and like he's like he's trying to hold on, and then it just he's just shark food. Yeah, he's just stabbing the shark, and then he gets chomped on, and then you see like blood spit out of his mouth, and mm-hmm. then he's then he's just gone, and you're like, without just foreshadowing that character, it was like we all we all knew that was gonna happen. Like this guy's like, I'll never put on another life jacket. Like this guy's fate was always to be in the sea. Mm-hmm. He was going to be eaten by the shark. And do you think that shark was one of the sharks from the SS uh, USS Indianapolis? I, I absolutely think so. I think it tracked he's, him. He, I, I think it, it was a long con <laughs> is he's the, he's the, uh, uh, demon Barbara fleet street, <laughs> Sweeney Todd coming back for revenge. You remember me? <laughs> what then? 
I hear you, Joanna. <laughs> what I what they don't show you is the shark actually doing the long con. You see him talking to a banker, telling them to give Quint a boat loan. Be like, yeah. give him the boat. Give him yeah. the boat. It's a very long con. He's got his hand in everything. He's got his fit in everything. And his fit. And then, like, that, there's not a lot. You don't get a lot of times of seeing the shark. You get the, the first, like, when you see the shark, when it's uh, the sheriff mm-hmm. tying the knot or whatever. And then he's got to do a double take of, like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. That you, and, the, and as a viewer, you're like, oh, that's, that's a big shark. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the thing that it was most far-fetched, and I can excuse it, but when, like, the shark is up out of the water but on the back of the mm-hmm. boat and it's a longer shot, and I'm like, okay, that looks like a fake shark. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it's 1975 on the water. What else could you do yeah. besides uh, that, you know? Yeah, getting to Quinn's death, I, I actually skipped what I think is the scariest scene in the movie. They find, like, a downed boat, and they send Hooper down to investigate. And while they're investigating, yeah. there is it is so terrifying because you don't really expect it. Where he's looking through the boat, he's he's trying to get get the like diameter of of the chomps on it to like see how big of a shark they're doing. And then just a head floats out, just yeah. a, a whole ass head just floats up to the surface. That's an uh, oh shit moment of the movie for me. Yes. Was- because mm-hmm. it's like that's that's not the type of scare you think is going to be in this movie yeah and this movie does a lot it pushes that pg rating mm-hmm. uh, up to pretty much well what the r line would be in 1975 but yeah you've got legs you've got a head just bobbing up and it's it looks <laughs> just like about the waterlogged head too because it'd been underwater for a while so it wasn't just like a regular head it was like a bloated a bloated a real bloated head a waterlogged head and you're like Ooh, the eyes aren't quite right. Ugh. Yeah. And then. No, thank you. Yeah. Well, then we also, we did mention, like, there's a moment where he's like, you're going to need a bigger boat. And then, like, stuff starts breaking with this boat. Yeah. And they're just at sea. And I, I'm not a guy that's, uh, I'm not a boat guy. So at the first sign of, like, oh, it's a little wet where it shouldn't be wet, I'm like, let's go in. <laughs> we- <laughs> and, and Quint is just, like, smashing the radio. And, like, like it's just you. his fate was always to be shark food. Like, he was pushing the boat to its limits. He's, like, putting out fires, and then you're like, let's take it on yeah. water. We should not yeah, be here anymore. That's the quintessential. She can't take anymore. Like, you're that guy. Oh, the, you're the-, the quintessential. <laughs> Oh, the Quintus. Come on, folks. <laughs> These are jokes. You get it? These are <laughs> it's a but like he like he's prepared. He's like ready to take on this shark. Like this is for some reason his mission. Like it's not even about the money for this dude. Yeah, he just wants to kill that shark. He wants a he was he wants another trophy on his wall. And this is a big boy. And uh mm-hmm. What I also enjoy is that they, they send Hooper down in, like, the shark cage, like, see? And the shark's like, what up? I'm your boy. I'm the shark. And just starts yeah. headbutting it. And it breaks the cage. And then mm-hmm. Hooper does what I think we would do is he just hides in some seaweed. <laughs> yeah, I like I would doing the same like thing. Like, you can't do anything at that point. Like, you, you got to hide in some seaweed. because you Just broke the cage. What chance do you have? Exactly. And then... To end the movie, we have one of the most iconic lines in cinema history, 
where the shark is eating Quint, the boat's going down, Chief Brody has climbed up on like the crow's nest, like the very tippy top, because this boat is going down. And he notices somehow that one of the compressed air tanks has got in the mouth of the shark. And he's like shooting at it. He misses a few times, uh, m- much like our friend Flyboy in Dawn of the Dead. If mm-hmm. if Flyboy was shooting, the movie would end very differently with, with, with the shark eating <laughs> everyone. He would have tried to slap the shark. <laughs> he would just try to. It doesn't work. <laughs> and then you have the final shot that Brody takes. Where he's like, smile, you son of a. And you think he says mm-hmm. the word bitch, but he actually doesn't. He doesn't say that. It cut, cuts off. Again, it's in your head. Yeah. You. you... Yeah. And then he hits the shark. Because that, if they said bitch, it would have made it in our movie. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he, he says, smile, you son of a, and takes the final shot, hits the tank blows up the shark's head in another very gory display mm-hmm. and i know it's just i know it's a fake shark i know it's an animal it's a fish but what a gory end for jaws and i think any, yeah. anything less than that would have not been very satisfying because you have to blow up the shark i think the original ending was like definitely not that they went with the let's blow it up this is a summer blockbuster mm-hmm type thing you maniacs you blew it up uh but yeah i think it was supposed to like he was gonna die from just wounds of from uh, his spears or whatever it was or harpoons i guess <laughs> what a what a really boring non-conclusive ending as you just watch the shark in hospice slowly die <laughs> <laughs> like um <laughs> it's like when we yeah. talked about on one of your field trip episodes about i can't remember which one it was but we talked about how like civil war bullets you don't die from the musket ball it's just the slow yeah. infection just, just watching yeah. jaws slowly get an infection and it's like oh no he's got sepsis uh, oh no and and hooper and sheriff they're just like pinching his oxygen tubes and stuff <laughs> like at one point hooper goes and puts a pillow over his face <laughs> uh he killed jabberjaw <laughs> But yes, I'm glad they went with the much more explosive, decisive ending of actually blowing up the shark's head. And and the first time I watched it, I didn't realize they were this close to the shore. Now I'm like, oh, well, now they're dead still. But I'm like, you can swim to the shore or whatever. But it's like, uh, I just, it, I get that anxiety of in in the water and something goes wrong with the boat. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, and like, then the, the, they destroy the radio. I'm like, this is this is dread written all over it. Yeah. But luckily, they were able to kill the shark and get back to shore. And then Hooper pop up like, is it over? Is it over? <laughs> like, yes, we we can go back now. Then they just kind of paddle back, back to shore, and that's how it ends. And Wouldn't it have been great if Quint comes swimming up, no torso? <laughs> just No torso. I told you. <laughs> I like, like no torso. He, it's just, just his legs. Just like I told you, like. <laughs> uh, well, Jaws was the uh, prototypical summer blockbuster regarded as a watershed moment in motion picture history. It was the highest grossing movie until Star Wars in 1977. Both were pivotal in establishing the modern Hollywood business model, which pursues high box office returns from action and adventure films with simple, high concept premises. Mm-hmm. Uh, released during the summer, so they. Like I think the original release date was like a Christmas release. I'm like, this doesn't doesn't feel Christmassy to me. Every you know, you watch Home Alone, you watch Muppets Christmas Carol, and then you uh-huh. put on Jaws. 
Yeah, a movie about the 4th of July. <laughs> yeah, but the summer blockbuster thing, you would, like, you couldn't just, movie theaters weren't these massive cineplexes that they are now where mm-hmm. you have, like, I saw Top Gun, and it had, like, if I didn't make it to the 7.30 showing, it, there was an 8 o'clock, 8.30, so many shows. If you missed your Jaws 5 p.m. showing, you might not get mm-hmm. to see it for three days because all yeah. the tickets were sold out. And just, you you can see in, like, the DVD documentaries and the special features, people lined up all up and down the street waiting to get into this movie like it's a concert. Because back then, movies, and they still are an event, big blockbuster movies come out, but we've become so desensitized to it with them coming out every week in the summer. You have so many showings, like I mentioned, that you don't realize how much of an event going to a movie was back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's like a... a- a movie is the thing to, that you do before you go to an event. Yeah. Like it's not even, it's just, a, let's just pass the time. You yeah. Know? It's like, we got a concert. If, if you go out of town, it's like, we got a concert tonight, but we got in town a little early. You want to go catch a movie real fast? Yeah. You catch a movie. Usually the movie was the event type. Yeah. Deal. You, you put on your finest pearls and then <laughs> you leave and then you get shot in the alley by Joe chill. And that's how Batman becomes <laughs> made. You ever dance with the devil <laughs> in the pale moonlight? <laughs> The blackest eyes, the devil's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> uh, the writing, I, I mentioned it uh, was supposed to be uh, just the writer of the, the book, but they brought in this dude, uh, Gottlieb. Uh, again, I don't know how to say the it name. Seems but like you, supposed to be... It seems like every time, time you say his name, you put a little more stank on it. You're like, this guy they brought in, Gottlieb. This dirtbag they brought in. <laughs> Uh, it's supposed to be like a one-week dialogue polish, but it turns out he just re- kind of rewrote the movie uh, <laughs> over the nine-week filming period, and the script for each scene was typically finished the night before it was shot. Uh, and it was kind of improvised at dinner with Spielberg and the other actors, and he would, like, write it. So I can't imagine, like, being an actor and wanting to nail your lines, but they, you get it at midnight, like, you got to be on set at 7 I just, I don't know how that happens. Yeah, I don't either. I know that for a lot of productions, they have, like, line readers. So if you do get your lines, they'll, like, walk you through it and things like that. Mm. But, yeah, just writing it the night before, that's that's craziness. That's And usually, if you heard that about a movie, uh, like, like, oh, we were writing the movie during the filming of the movie. What would you, what would you say the quality of that movie would be, Gavin? Uh, poop. Yeah, but again... It worked for Jaws somehow. Yeah, there's so many movies where there's this series on YouTube I like to watch by this guy named, by this creator named Matt McMuscles. He does this series called What Happened. And he mm-hmm. does like a lot of what happened behind video games that, that were bad. But he also does movies. And so many mm-hmm. movies are, they were still writing the scene the night before. It went on. There were so many production delays. Things, things went wrong. Jaws, for all purposes should be a terrible movie with the mechanical mm-hmm. malfunctions that they had, not seeing the shark, the Robert Shaw being drunk on set yeah. and just rewriting the movie as it was happening. This movie should not be good, let alone mm-hmm. a absolute classic. Well, the, the crew members even started to call it flaws. <laughs> we got a couple jokers over here. <laughs> See what they did was they, they took the title Jaws and made it flaws. Well, and we also, we never even talked about this poster. One of the most mm. iconic posters 
uh it's i you know i would say we've covered a lot of movies on the not even a lot yet but Mm -hmm. like we've covered a few and like dawn of the dead Mm -hmm. that's one of the most iconic the the exorcist i've got a halloween poster Uh, hanging behind me yeah Yeah. well and i the thing is i don't even consider the halloween poster like it's iconic but to me it doesn't even touch the exorcist or jaws or dawn of the dead you know yeah i think halloween poster is good but yeah, if, if we're doing like a tiered list, I think it'd probably mm-hmm. be like a uh, an A or B tier when like the Jaws poster is like S tier all the way across. The perfect poster just all across the board. I have one in our in our main living room area that's signed by the mm-hmm. cast members that, that, that we met. It's nicely framed. And you can't just hang every movie poster in your home. There are some that are very obnoxious and very like gross mm-hmm. or just not very good but people do not think twice when they see a jaws poster hanging in your house yeah and you could not see the word jaws you could just let me i'll i'll just i i saw for half a second just as much as we saw the shark yeah and you know instantly that is a jaws poster you got the blue you got the shark the ladies women says jaws and you have with this poster it's definitely one of the most memed and parodied posters as well yep. you can go to like any store and be like there's a cat on the bottom it says pause mm-hmm. and just jawas jawas is a good one <laughs> but yeah jowls. So, it should be jowls uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 let, we'll do some shark stuff initially the film's producers this is my favorite part. I think I found about the the stuff with this movie. They wanted to train a great white shark, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> that's dumb. Even for 1970s, that, that that's way too optimistic for what you you could do. That be he, Steven Spielberg also tried to train dinosaurs for Jurassic Park, so it doesn't yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. surprise me. Well, and even the most trainable animals. Think about a dog mm-hmm. or even like a, a monkey. Like sometimes shit goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And do you want, would you rather have like a dog, like, Oh, he was supposed to jump, but he ended up just taking a dump on the floor <laughs> or he, he just ate the guy that he was in the scene with. You know? He just How does that he work? Ate Quint for real. It looks yeah. great. And we're going to, we might get an R rating cause it's an actual murder, but it's, mm-hmm. yeah. How I don't fish. I, I think and I, I keep saying this. I don't want a marine. You could do that with a dolphin. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't want. I was gonna even an orca. Yeah, you you like, can train an orca. Um, I mean they free willy. I think they. I don't know if they train free willy to jump over that kid. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can train a dolphin to like jump through hoops and stuff. But this movie's not called Dolph. It's it's yeah. called Jaws. Well, then there's also a story. You know, they're called a killer whale for a reason. Yeah, people like trainers getting killed. Yeah, and that's with like a an animal that you can have somewhat of an emotional understanding with, you know, like a friendship, perhaps romance. You don't know what they do. (laughs) Uh, And the shark was uh, named Bruce. I'm sure you knew that. I did know. It was Mm -hmm. named after Spielberg's lawyer. So that's, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Like, yeah, my lawyer, they named the shark after my My lawyer's a real shark. shark, Am I right? Uh, Jaws was nominated for four Oscars at one, three in categories of best music, sound and editing, but it didn't win for best picture. Uh, it was released in 75. So I, I Googled the 1976 best picture nominees. We had Barry Lyndon from uh, Stanley Kubrick, Nashville, Dog Day Afternoon, Jaws and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Was it One Flew Over the 
Cuckoo's Nest at one? Yeah. Okay. Not a bad movie to lose to. Yeah, there's, 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 you know, there's some certified bangers <laughs> in that list. Uh, also, horror writer Stephen King, I don't know if you ever heard of her, uh, <laughs> declared in a tweet that you're going to need a bigger boat is the best line in movie history. That it's it's iconic, even though everybody mispronounces it, because we had talked about calling this podcast. You're going to need a bigger boat. And we're like, we, we should have said we're going to need a bigger movie. <laughs> but now we're episodes in. We can't. Change we're going to need a bigger podcast. <laughs> we're going to need a bigger podcast. I, that's probably already a name. Yeah, anyway, that's probably that's a, a, a podcast for micro penises. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to need a bigger penis. <laughs> a podcast about my dating life. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> uh, uh, best kills or oh shit moments. Uh, what do you think, Gavin? Um, best kill is Quint. I mean, it's it's the one that you see the most of. It's <laughs> it makes you really wonder how this movie was parental guidance suggested, not even required. Yeah. Suggested. If you were a child, yeah. you go go get a soda pop at the five and dime, and then go see a shark eat a man. Back mm -hmm. in, back back before that cancel culture took over, but <laughs> but yeah, so Quint getting killed was definitely that, and then I think the oh shit moment is probably the uh, the kid getting eaten by the shark because okay. because not a lot of movies have the balls to kill kids unless you're a Stephen King movie yeah, and then <laughs> they then they make it a focal point. It's all just building up till Gage gets hit by a truck. <laughs> Um, I think the uh, the uh, the oh shit for me is the the face in the boat mm -hmm. underwater, or the first time you see this. Like, there's I think every scary movie in this is could be an oh shit moment of oh the whole he, half his body's in the shark. Mm -hmm. So that's the best kill I think. I, you can't you know that's the only kill that you you're like oh you got to see this. There's others, but mm -hmm. it's like this is the one. Um, and I think I think that's the only oh shit one. Um, and maybe maybe the part where he smashes the radio because in my head I'm like, I'm I'm the sheriff. Let's call a whole bunch of people and let them know where we are just to be safe. Let's let uh, we we should let someone know. Maybe not everybody, but someone. Yeah, just you know, uh, uh, yeah. After all, you just did tell us the story that they didn't tell anybody that you guys were going to go drop the bomb. And then they didn't know till a week after you were supposed to be back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe let's just let somebody know. But if, if you like Jaws, what other movies should people check out? Um, Probably Open Water. Okay. Open. I don't, is that the one where the boat leaves? They're like stranded in the water. And they're, they're, yeah. there's like, they're, they're nowhere near land. And then like the, the, the sharks around them. And okay. so, they, so you just kind of know. So it's kind of like... It's, it's very slow and it's but mm -hmm. it's like a very scary scenario where okay. it's like you know what's gonna happen mm -hmm. um think of any other shark movie uh maybe lake placid i think that's a fun one i had that on my list yeah betty white feeding a gator is always good times um i also had anaconda <laughs> uh my anaconda don't want none unless it got bun <laughs> That's a, that Anaconda was like one of those on like we got <clears throat> HBO for no for no reason when I was a kid and we just didn't tell Comcast that we got it of course <laughs> like and that was like a, a constant replay on HBO <clears throat> uh, Jurassic Park is another one yeah 
you know, just kind of a let's let's release monsters. Yeah, and and that that's a Spielberg movie as well. So so yeah. you can de- definitely see how Spielberg evolved in like the twenty in like the twenty years in between those mm-hmm. those movies, and and like the effects on both. I mentioned like oh you can you can it's co- of course it's a fake shark, but you can't really the the effects on both hold up. Yeah, if you can have a movie that is during a set in a very specific time period and the effects hold up and don't look absolutely horrible 50 years later, that is a credit to your team. Like yeah, mm-hmm. they 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 built a shark that was faulty at times, but it still looks like a shark. It still looks mm-hmm. like dinosaurs in there. And I think now I mean, there are there are so many shark movies that that come out every year now. Like the 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 Meg, the Asylum makes all those really cheesy Sharknado, Mega Shark versus Crocodildo or whatever. Well, yeah. Before this, I was like, what are those other? Because it's always then it's like a crossover of a shark and whatever thing. Uh, I here's a five headed shark attack. Mm-hmm. So it's not, and that's a, that's a problem. Like I feel like if you've seen Jaws. There, I'm sure there are other good shark movies, but if you're like, just watch one of the subgenre, just watch Jaws. Because the problem with shark movies is it's already a real monster, mm-hmm. so you have to up the ante, and the only way to do it is to give it five heads or make it a, now it's big Jaws. I did forget. You know? I did forget one shark recommendation movie, okay. and that is the classic. Absolute masterpiece, Deep Blue Sea, starring Ladies Love Cool James. Have you have you ever seen D- Deep Blue Sea? I I have not, but I know in, in my research that the license plate that falls out of the the shark is also in Deep Blue Sea. That's, that's the a license fun. plate number. Yeah, so Deep Blue Sea is one. If you want uh if you want maybe a little lighter fare after watching Jaws and how terrifying it is, Deep Blue Sea, mm-hmm. the sharks get smart and can like hunt people. It's got Samuel L. Jackson in it, it's got LL Cool J. LL Cool J wrote a song for the movie called Deep uh called Deepest Bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. It's an absolute <laughs> banger. There when when I am old and gray, I will forget my loved one's names, but I will mm-hmm. always remember deepest bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin until I die. <laughs> uh, and I, well, I did Google those asylum shark movies. There's also one that I really want to see is aquarium of the dead. Um, there's Megalodon rising. There's Jurassic shark, <laughs> uh, ape versus monster Sharknado. Uh, sharks of the corn. I want to see like I. Some of these I just want to see because I know it's so bad. Yeah, and sometimes you gotta like you gotta get into those real deep cut. When you're on streaming services, it's not as easy as when you were like walking through the horror aisle to determine like what's good and what's bad. But sometimes mm-hmm. you gotta get real deep in there. And there's also one that I also <clears throat> need to check out called uh, Santa Jaws. Yeah. So if you need a Christmas themed shark movie. <laughs> this is the one for you. Um, yeah. So those were my my recommends, and and I guess and finally, do you think Jaws is scary? I think it is if you live near a beach. I think being in landlocked Indiana makes it a little less scary. But I could, yeah. But I could see, yeah. It def that definitely has jump scares, and it definitely gives a very primal, real fear to you. And wanting and being afraid of like 
an animal that exists. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I, I think one hundred percent it is scary. I think it for sure is scary. And even if you if you are on landlocked whatever, like I said, we've all been a pool in a pool, and you're like, you know what? I know this is a pool. I know this is in my friend's backyard, but you never know. But you never know, you know? <laughs> what kind of pet my friend has. And also, it is a real monster. Yes, this is not like like a you know a, a demon that you could debate exists. This is real. Yeah. You can go to your zoo mm-hmm. and see some form of shark. Yeah, absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. So I scary. think yeah, I think uh, we got to keep <clears throat> the beach open. Yeah, we got to We need those tourism dollars. Listen, I've got all absolutely. these airbrush shirts. They're not going to sell themselves. Uh-huh. I got a I got one that says Jamaican me crazy, and I need uh-huh. to sell it today. People need to remember the place they're at <laughs> by having that name of the place written on the shirt. In neon and we didn't pink. even talk talk about the this was a meme going around, but the parallels of COVID and the just the mayor of shut it down and he's like, Nope, we gotta stay open. <laughs> Everybody's having a good time. We're not wearing masks. It's fun, it's wonderful. We're all unvaxxed. What a great great time we're, to be We're here. in the water. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that that's been uh, Jaws. So uh, leave us some positive feedback and thanks for listening. Nine star podcast uh, right here. Nine stars, uh, and you know when you're in the water, they're coming to get you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, 